When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. The thing about Chris Canty, he can just go through life making short jokes about everybody, Joe, because everybody, quite literally everybody on planet Earth, I'm convinced, is shorter than Chris Canty. I love those guys. Love the fact that they feel the need to fire back. We will continue to fire at them. It is a nice rivalry. To say that it's one-sided, I feel is a bit short-sighted, don't you? It does not feel like it's been a one-sided rivalry. Come on now. I did think it was an excellent line by you when you said it was a first take well, audition. I mean. it, it was a, a quite outlandish take there from Chris Canty. The big news, though, not Canty and Carlin, not even them hosting Greeny today. The big news today surrounds the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis might not have thought this season was a failure. Coach Bud might feel otherwise. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces. Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. So Coach Bud is out as a Milwaukee Bucks head coach. This is according to Woj. Budenholzer is out as the East's top seed suffered a first-round loss to the Miami Heat. Heat in five. That's all it took. Their relationship is over. You're only two years removed, Joe, from Coach Bud winning an NBA title with Giannis and with the Milwaukee Bucks. In 2019, he won Coach of the Year for coaching that team. That wasn't that long ago. How quickly things change. So this is a tough one to discuss because on one hand, the easy surface level conversation is the fact that the Bucks completely choked and fell apart in this year's playoffs. They were the number one seed in the Western Conference. They were the favorites to win the title going into the playoffs. They get knocked out in five games. It wasn't even a competitive series. On the other hand, what I feel like a lot of people don't know, and this isn't to create an excuse, but I feel like a lot of people don't realize that Bud's brother died in a car accident before game four, and no one really ever wants to bring that up. And that's not to excuse the performance of Milwaukee because they were playing poor prior to game four. They had dropped two of the three games in that series. But a lot of people are fixated on the game management decisions, the not calling timeouts in a couple crucial spots in game five. And I think it's fair that if you bring the information to light and you realize it's possible the guy was really distracted. He's the youngest of seven kids. He had lost his brother in a car accident before game four, which they went on to lose and they went on to lose game five. So on on one hand, there definitely needs to be some sympathy here and an understanding that maybe his head wasn't necessarily in it the way it needed to be at the end of the series. But as you dissect the decision made by the Milwaukee Bucks, this is a business. And Bud's been there for five years. They have been the number one seed in the Eastern Conference three times. The other two years, they were a three seed. They have made the conference finals twice. They went to the NBA finals once, and they won one title. It's been successful, but I don't think it's been as successful as they would like, given the personnel they have and the superstar talent they have in Giannis Antetokounmpo, and given the contract 
situation surrounding Giannis, you have to figure that they need something better moving forward. I mean, it's a five years that most of us would take, uh, right? If, if being offered those five yeah, years course. with our NBA team of choice. I do think that it's important to note what you just said in terms of the tragedy surpri- uh, surrounding Coach Budenhosler during that that playoff series. However, I would imagine the Milwaukee Bucks are aware of that, right? And although we're on the outside looking in, and it's very easy to say, oh, well, it's because he didn't call the timeout. That's not, he didn't get fired because he didn't call a timeout. Like, again, we're talking about an NBA title winning coach in 2021, NBA's coach of the year in 2019, a, a coach who, by the way, before that with, uh, with the Hawks, with a different franchise had also won uh, an NBA coach of the year award. So a very, very good coach, a well-respected coach amongst NBA circles. It's got to be body of work. It's got to be where they feel like this wasn't going if they continued forth with him. I do think that somebody ends up taking the fall. There is an element of that, of there's a fall guy for this series, but I would imagine it extends far beyond this series because like you said, it would be reasonable Frankly, if Coach Bud went to the front office and, you know, listen, guys, my head just wasn't in it, you know, and that's just the reality of it. I, I had some mistakes. I had some missed calls. Won't happen again. I just lost my brother after game four. I think that it was bigger than that and more of a macro view than that. And that's why there was already probably fractures or questions, at least maybe not fractures in the relationships, but questions surrounding that relationship heading into the first round. They have what many people believe is the best player in the NBA on their roster. And if you don't believe that, that's fine because it's debatable. But it's not debatable that Giannis is top five, probably top three, okay? So with that, and with guys like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and some of the other pieces they've brought in, and then given the look at the Eastern Conference, how it's extremely top-heavy, the Bucks have, in the eyes of many, underperformed. I mean, the first year of Bud, they got to the conference finals, They were a one seed. They lost. All right, you come back the next year, you take a step back. Conference semis is where you get knocked out. Then you win the title, and it looks like everything's figured itself out. You bounce back off that, you don't even get to the conference finals the next year. You go to the conference semis, and you get knocked out. And then this year, you're out in the first round in a series that was just a complete failure from start to finish, from management, from production. Uh, Game four and game five, the Bucs just blowing monster leads. Like It's understandable if Bud's head wasn't in it, excuse me, but the players not being able to step up and protect those monster leads, that's on them. Like, you're out on the court. Go get a stop. Make a play. Knock down a bucket. They couldn't do any of it. And Giannis is playing banged up, so that's a problem as well. But they got to turn their attention to figuring out how to get more out of this. Because they've been to one NBA Finals in the last five years. And yeah, Boston's good. But who else has been good the last five years in the East? Brooklyn was good for a minute. The team that we are totally discounting for knocking out the Milwaukee Bucks. (laughs) How, Sorry, I hate this. Part of me hates this conversation because we are taking everything away from what my team just did in the first round to the Bucks. Okay, well, hold on. Let's okay. Let's go down that rabbit hole then. So, what I want to do is I want to actually see. I mean, they are the team that was one Miami shot. They they are the team that was one shot away from an NBA finals last season they are the team that in 2020 was in the nba finals like they have been a formidable opponent during coach bud's tenure in milwaukee so for that team to not coach bud off for arguably the best coach in the nba and coach spo by the way a coach that has never won coach of the year again budenholzer just got fired has won it twice nba you should be ashamed of yourself nevertheless 
arguably one of the best coaches in the NBA, it's not like they just lost to some schlep of a team. No, or some definitely team that just not. arrived is my point. It's not, it shouldn't be that embarrassing that they lost to the Miami Heat, I guess. It's embarrassing they're out it's in the first round as a one seed. It has, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that it was the Heat. I, I think most people, when evaluating this, look at the Heat the same way they look at the Lakers. The, the Heat are not a true eighth seed. They may have been slotted eight, but they're way better than your traditional eight seed. When you hear one eight matchup, you usually think walk over. When you hear 2-7 or 3-6, you think walkover. The Lakers are better than their seeding. The Heat are better than their seeding. But the way the East has been over the last five years, would we call the Heat an elite team? A true contender year in, year out? Probably not. They're a good team. They're tier two, I think is what you would say. There's tier one where Milwaukee's been. Boston's been up there a little bit. And I think Brooklyn was in there maybe that one year a couple years ago. Outside of that, Philly's generally tier two because they can't do anything. Miami's on the fringe. In this five years without Bud, I mean, they went out in the first round once, swept by Milwaukee. The first year Bud was there, the Heat didn't even go to the playoffs. But then they had success the other years. So Miami's one of those teams that's in it. But like, who else is there? It's not as if it's been a stacked conference. Milwaukee should have come away with more over the last five years is how the franchise views it right now. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. You always want to coach the best players in the world. The problem with that is that when you have arguably the best player in the world on your team, the expectations are extraordinarily high. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, can the Lakers replicate their game one performance tonight? Or are the Warriors a lock to win game two? That's next. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Western Conference. Oh, gosh. This is the whole May the 4th be with you thing, isn't it? This is necessary. Embrace it. Is it it necessary? Yes. The force will be with you. Always. I just can't. First why of all, I didn't even you, know. Why do you hate everything that is fun? Is that it is fun? An excellent or is question. it an incredibly overrated and also a tad nerdy? And I'm only saying. 
so that my mentions don't sound like that. No. How at, could what, that... what is it? Uh, at Amber W Sports. Tweet at her nerds. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is overrated. I do not understand the obsession with Star Wars. And what's funny is ever since I got into this industry, specifically sports radio, Every single job I've had, they make a big deal out of May the 4th be with you. And I don't know if that's really also kind of like a social media thing that's made it more popular. I didn't even know about the existence of May the 4th be with you before I got into sports radio and then programming directors every year saying we should do something for May the 4th be with you. I'm like, why? (laughs) To quote, the Star Wars saga reportedly has an estimated total value of $70 billion and currently ranks fifth as the highest grossing franchise of all time. I'm not necessarily sure the word overrated is what you would apply to $70 billion. I was dating this this great guy at the beginning be of clear, college. That's great guy. billion with a B, right? Yes, he correct. That's billion. a great follow-up he question, was, James. He was, um, billion, as in boy, yeah, billion. as in billion. Mm-hmm. He was a little, lerdy, little nerdy, this guy that I was dating, being in college, great guy again. Uh, however, a little nerdy, and he was so excited to introduce me to Star Wars because I'd never seen it. And he had me watch the original Star Wars, and I was so underwhelmed. And I never saw a single Star Wars again. I did not understand it. I did not get it. And our relationship did not last. Now that is completely understandable. Completely understandable. <laughs> I don't think anyone would judge you at all for having those feelings. The question becomes why you judge the people who do enjoy it by calling them nerds. Well, I'm not trying. I mean, do you. But also I have the right to think that you are a little nerdy for doing you. It's kind of like James with wrestling, you know? <laughs> like James, James get drilled do you with some shrapnel right there but, <laughs> I, I am secretly What's, judging you I don't know, I don't know why you can't just it. let us live our lives Amber you just gotta I mean, I'm be letting mean. you I'm just gonna judge you while you're doing yeah. it because that's what we're all secretly so doing so did anyways. the relationship end because of Star Wars is that what no. you're telling us no but that should have been that probably was like a signifying moment in our relationship where we probably realized this ain't gonna work when is National uh, Champagne Day? So we can find something to celebrate on this show that Amber can relate to. National Champagne Day. National, well, National Caviar Day, perhaps. <laughs> James, why don't you look that up and National, get back to us on that. National Chandeliers Outside had, Day. Oh, gosh. You had me National with champagne. Tonight is Lakers Warriors. That's what we're celebrating tonight. At least that's what they're celebrating over on the West Coast. That is a 9 p.m. tip-off in that West Coast showdown. We will get into game two of that series in just moments. But first, Joe's got some advice. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, accounting work. Last, yeah. You you should meet my four-year-old. Shockingly, he does too, and that's become a. Wait, he loves caviar. That's neither here nor there. I don't know if I'm ready to. Your four-year-old had caviar, and you think I'm bougie? Come on. No, I. No, I didn't say I wasn't bougie. There was never a point where I came on and said I wasn't bougie. I just don't necessarily scream it from the mountaintops like you do. Let's go ahead and pay for the caviar, shall we? With a little pizza money. First, some accounting. Last show, successful. Four and two, plus 1.8 units. Overall as a show, 101 wins, 85 losses, plus 22.69 units. Player prop tonight, Lakers, Warriors, LeBron James under 25 and a half points. Minus 103. Would you look at that? 
Now, I'm still surprised that the books are juicing the over here because James has gone over 25 points in just one of seven playoff games. He's averaging 22 points per game, and his high is just 28 points. He's not going to go drop 40 or 45. He doesn't have a high ceiling in that regard. It's not to not James. He's just more of a facilitator, a rebounder, a team guy, getting other people involved, and there are more scoring options that he can lean on. So getting up to 26 points is a lot more challenging than it would be for someone like Steph Curry. Pizza money number one, LeBron James under 25 and a half points. There is D'Angelo Russell to the rim, puts it up and in. Lakers by two. The Lakers get what they came for. Game one and sees home court against a Warriors team that has not been good on the road this year. That was courtesy 710 ESPN in Los Angeles. I would like the record to reflect that the closest my four-year-old has ever gotten to caviar is goldfish. Like the, you know. That's just just bad parenting right there. Well, that just shows that the level of Joe Fortenbaugh bouginess versus Amber Wilson bouginess, you know, we're we're not on the same playing field right now. You just took it up a notch. We have it on record that Joe is the everyman. It's on record. It's not. I think we just obliterated that reputation. Joe and Amber is presented. You've got versatility. I can swing from the left side of the plate or the right side of the plate. What do you need? <laughs> Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Apparently, your four-year-old can't, though. Uh, he has <sighs> uh, standards. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Warriors host the Lakers. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80 LA. Looking to go up 2-0 in that series in San Francisco tonight. They find themselves up 1-0 because of a monster. 30-point, 23-rebound performance by AD, and also 22-point, 11-rebound, and 9-assist performance from LeBron. It's amazing how it works. When both of those guys give you monstrous performances, Joe, the Lakers win games. Yeah, just shocking when your stars play well and you end up in the win column. Uh, Let's start with a fun fact for this game. Home teams, this is a trend pointing to the Golden State Warriors, boys and girls, home teams in Game 2 when they're trailing the series one nothing, So you lose game one at home. How do you respond in game two? Over the last three postseasons, teams in the Warriors' shoes in game two are 16-1 and one in game two, and they're 15-2 and two against the spread. So they're covering the number as well. And that's why you've seen so much money coming in on Golden State today. They opened somewhere around a six-point favorite. It got up to seven. It got up to seven and a half. It started to settle back down at seven. We saw this in the Knicks-Heat game. We saw this in the Boston-Philadelphia game. Teams losing that game one at home and then coming back with a vengeance in game two. The Lakers looked tired at the end of that game, am I right? Like, AD Mm -hmm. and LeBron looked tired. They played so many minutes. They played so well. But you got to wonder what the gas tanks look like tonight, especially after they won game one in Memphis. And then in game two with no John Morant, the Grizzlies handed it right back to him to even the series. The team as a whole for the Lakers shot just 24% from beyond the arc, arc, but yet managed to win really comfortably. The problem there is the sustainability because it is obvious then by that by that number, and it's not something that we often see in today's NBA where they have such a comfortable lead with that in the in the box score. I think what it shows is that you need the monstrous performances from those guys. And then, like you said, they just played a ton of minutes. They just gave it their all in game one. Is it sustainable, particularly from Anthony Davis? It hasn't been in the past. Not night in and night out sustainable. 
I don't think you're going to get a huge effort from him tonight. The Lakers shot 29 free throws in game one. They averaged 21 free throws per game in the series against Memphis, so that number's coming down. Keep in mind, the Warriors shot 40% in game one. That was their worst performance in the entire playoffs. They were off that game seven performance against Sacramento. They had to turn around in 48 hours. They had a case of the dead legs. I think you're going to see a much better game tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors wax the Lakers tonight. Yeah, I feel good about the Warriors. I'm not hearing that take often either, but I tend to agree with you there largely because of that difference there in layoffs between uh, game one and the last the end of the previous series coming up next what's the ceiling for the new look Ravens offense this season Joe and Amber the podcast just doing this all show long huh this is the thing that we're doing you can't like you're bouncing you're you're bouncing your head Joe like this is a jam this isn't a banger you can't dance to this I'm Stop. not, full disclosure, I'm not like a big Star Wars. I, I would never win a trivia contest. I know very little about it. I'm a very casual outsider. I haven't even seen all the movies. I've seen the originals. I've seen some of the follow-ups. I've watched The Mandalorian. So I know some of the um, off-spray stuff that's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I generally tend to enjoy it. I find it to be entertaining. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to dress up as a Wookiee, if that's what they're <laughs> called, or a stormtrooper for Halloween. But for those who do it, God bless you. Live your dream out there. And today we'll celebrate you with some of our music, despite what other people on this show may say. Just disregard them. I do it all the time. I've at least seen the original Star Wars. I have seen one of them. I was listening earlier to Shay and Randy when they were filling in for Canty and Carla. Neither of them had even seen Star Wars. So at least I had seen Star Wars. Wait, I you're gave it a try. Me. You're telling me someone who looks like Randy Scott has not seen Star I don't Wars. believe he had. I know Shay had not. I don't believe he had that either. I could have that portion. ridiculous. Actually, you know what? I think I have that wrong. I think it was just Shay Cornette who had not seen right. any of the Star Wars. Because you're right. It makes zero sense that Randy Scott wouldn't have seen Star Wars. 50 bucks says Randy Scott is sleeping in Star Wars pajamas tonight. <laughs> and ones where you put the feet in at the bottom as well. Not big boy pajamas, the little like three-year-old toddler. We're going to zip you up from the back pajamas. Those are awesome. I want one of those as an adult. They look great. I have James pegged as the person on this show that would dress up as a stormtrooper for Halloween. And I would not be surprised if he has in fact done that. I'm not. I'm more inclined to dress up as wrestlers for Halloween. But Mm, yeah, I mean, I guess close. I think I think I mean he walks around looking like Chewbacca is it on a regular close? basis. I think that people like Amber who are like mean about people who like Star Wars are are way worse than people who just love Star Wars a lot. I mean I that's agree. true. Um yeah. fine. And 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 I'll own it and yet uh I I am who I am. And it is what it is. Sound on sound off that also is what it is. Let's do it. They said it, but what did they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound on, sound off with Joe and Amber. In fairness, I don't just go after Star Wars in the fantasy category. Like, I sort of just find the entire fantasy sci-fi category as, you know, nerd alert. Lamar you know, you're never going to win a jury duty ever again when you talk like this. You realize that, right? Like, you're never going to be able to run for office. You say too many things to alienate too many people. That's probably true. Lamar yeah. Jackson. I'm not sure I want to run for office. So Lamar many Jackson. people who listen to Sports Talk Radio are Star Wars fans. 
So many. So I don't. Many. I don't. I don't so know what coincides. Like I don't understand the link there between Star Wars, the people who work in sports radio, and the people who listen to sports radio. There is some strange link there with sports radio and Star Wars specifically. I in my life have never once been considered likable until this show because <laughs> you are so unlikable. My wife I doesn't even likeable. find me likable. I am no, likable. you are not. I, you are not likable. In my everyday life, I think I'm a very likable person. At Home Depot, because just... you're in there every day spending thousands of dollars, but those aren't your real friends. They just want your money. <laughs> Lamar Jackson put Speaking pen to money. paper today. Right. Speaking of money, that would have been a good one. Uh, Lamar Jackson put pen to paper today, make his contract extension official. After the ink was dry, he spoke to the media about how excited he is to play in the Ravens' new look offense. I'm very eager. I'm very eager to live on, to be honest with you. You know, I think I told someone, like, man, I want to throw for, like, 6,000 yards with the weapons we have. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm, I'm not an individual award type of guy or a stat watcher. You know, I just want to do that, you know, because no one ever done it. And I feel like we have the weapons to do it. You know, we got explosive guys. Um, and like Coach said, Nelson, you know, the new addition, um, Zay, OBJ. And we got Bateman going to be 100% healthy. Dude going to be healthy, you know. So it's going to can't forget about Mark. I can't forget about my boy Mark. And, you know, likely, so it's, just can't wait to get rolling. We bring in Star Wars fanatic James Steele. I don't even like it that much. I'm just standing up for my people. Um, nerds, I guess. So, Joe, <laughs> uh, Lamar says he wants to throw for 6,000 yards. It's a pretty lofty goal. Not sure that's attainable. But what is the ceiling for Lamar and the Ravens offense this season? You know, when we're talking about passing yards – that's a good one because we have a new offensive coordinator coming in in Todd Monken from the University of Georgia. Uh, the former, his predecessor, Greg Roman, the system was very much predicated around tight ends and running backs. You're going to have a much more wide receiver friendly offense now. So you would think, assuming he stays healthy, Jackson's passing yardage number should go up. But I don't think any of that matters. His overall statistics do not matter. Jackson is at a point in his career, now coupled with the contract that he signed, it's just about wins. We know he can play. We know he can roll up numbers. I don't care if he throws for 6,000 yards. I don't care if he throws for 3,800 yards. Stay healthy, win games. Baltimore, by the way, their season win total last week was 8.5. A A lot of bets on that over because it's already up to 9.5. They've got a great defense. They've got weapons. They've got no line, and they've got a hell of a quarterback with a really solid head coach this team needs to make it deep into the playoffs that's got to be their goal the individual numbers don't mean anything the key is when joe said stay healthy and win games i think staying healthy has been the trepidation of why it took us two years to even get to this point where he gets the contract extension with the ravens because staying healthy has been a question for him because he's been kind of marked with that because of the way that he plays the game, but also what's happened here to him over the last couple of years. Staying healthy is step number one. That's the key. I agree with Joe that in terms of individual numbers, I still think it would be nice for him to put them up. And I imagine if he is out there and healthy, he will be doing that. But there was no question on in terms of whether Lamar Jackson could play. Yes, some people want to have a debate. Is he a top 10 quarterback? Is he a top 12 quarterback? Anyway, you slice it, though. People think Lamar Jackson is a good, if not great, if not excellent quarterback. The question is, did you hand Lamar 250 guaranteed million like he was asking for when you're talking about a quarterback that hasn't won in the postseason? He hasn't translated into actual championships on the conference level or a Super Bowl level, and who also hasn't been able to stay healthy when it 
has mattered most. And so those are the things that he needs to do now moving forward. It's not about 4,000 yards or 6,000 yards, which clearly ain't happening. What it is about is trying to win a conference championship and trying to win a Super Bowl at this point. New Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers has been out and about since being traded to New York, most recently at Game 2 between the Knicks and the Heat at Madison Square Garden alongside teammate and defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. And Rodgers apparently had some fun at Sauce's expense. I got to meet a, a few uh, movie stars. I got to meet Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Tracy Morgan. But he was just picking on me a little bit for being young. We was getting seated and he was like, we're about to sit by Jessica Alba. And I'm just like, oh, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I don't know who that is. And he just looked at me. He looked at me like I'm crazy. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was just great just being able to sit sit over there. And I got to I got to meet her, one of her friends who was from Detroit, actually. You know, it was, it was great vibes. But that whole night, he would just keep asking me out of nowhere. He's like, do you know who that person is? And I'm like, bro, that's Amari Stoudemire. I know who that is. Like, now you're just picking on me at this point. Amber, first of all, how don't you know who Jessica Alba is? Even I know who she is. And also, how old do you think Rogers felt in that moment after the revelation from Gardner? Well, even you know who she is, and you make that reference because obviously you're not somebody who's necessarily in tune with mainstream pop culture. However, (laughs) you know who she is, James, because you're in your late 30s, right? I mean, we all know who she is, but we're all, me, you, and Joe, we're all around the same age. So, of course, we all know. Sauce Cardner is 22 years old. So, in fairness to Sauce, because Jessica Elba has since gone on to retire, I believe, completely from acting, right? Or certainly scaled back her acting career because she became a billionaire with a B with her honest company. She became an entrepreneur. And I doubt Sauce Gardner at 22 is probably super into... I mean, I don't know if he has kids. I don't know if he's into like the honest baby products or the Those skincare baby wipes products. Are legit. Those are legit baby all of wipes. Her, all of her baby products are legit, but she, she has an empire. I don't know if it's an empire that necessarily he's dabbled. And he might not also realize that she's the owner of that empire. In terms of her acting career, though, which is how all of us know her, right? I mean, it's been... 20 years since she came out with the movie Honey, which when I looked that up, I'm like, good Lord, I'm old. But that's true. That was a fire movie. It was 20 years ago. He was three years old when that movie came out. I guess it's reasonable. I think from our vantage point, it's inconceivable because, of course, we all know if it was somebody our age, I would I would say you're living under a rock to not know who she is. But somebody that age, I guess it's not that crazy. Yeah, I'd love to come up with a way to disagree, but I agree with Amber here. It, it, Gardner's 22, Aaron Rodgers is 39, Jessica Alba's 42 years old. She just yeah. turned 42. And since 2015, she's got eight credits to her name on IMDb. Actually, nine, excuse me. Here are the nine going backwards, starting with 2021. Dubai presents a five-star mission. She appeared in something called LA's Finest, which is a TV episode, TV show. Killers Anonymous, No Activity, El Camino Christmas, Mechanic Resurrection, Dear Eleanor, and The Veil. She hasn't been in anything. And you're I right. Think she's LA's finest, I think LA's Finest wasn't that the one. I think she started that with Gabrielle Union, right? I don't know. I don't know what that I think, show is. I think maybe they were in that show together. Like If you uh, go back yeah. to 2015, she was in Entourage for an episode. But I mean, again, that's eight years ago and sauce would have been what 14 at that point so i don't know if a 14 year old's watching the end of entourage no definitely not i doubt he's seen entourage yeah. uh, we age is weird like that you know 
And it's weird. She looks like, great, though. She looks yeah. great. 42 years oh, old. She looks fantastic well, courtside. Of course. Well, listen, that's the other reason that we all know who she is. Let's let's be transparent about that. I'm guessing Sauce Gardner now knows who Jessica Alba is quite well. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, another sports gambling controversy, this time in college baseball. This one's a doozy. We'll get into it. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. The anger that I have stirred up from daring to say that Star <laughs> Wars is overrated. I mean, our board op Nick Cardi has now broken into the studio. He's not, he's not even working on our show tonight. He's telling me I'm from a different generation. He's telling me I'm using outdated words like the word nerd. Apparently, the young kids don't say the word nerd. That's not cool to call people nerds, Joe. You know? Well, it's generally not They're cool all to call coming people names. But, you know, you've, you, that hasn't stopped you from <laughs> just, you know. Me. Dusting everybody in your path. Um, you know, the, when everyone it, zigs, I zag, you know, just because everyone else loves something doesn't mean I have to. I, I, I can agree with I that. I different. just don't understand why you insist on calling it overrated it is when overrated. it has been as successful as it's been. The money it's made, the spinoffs it's created, it has been wildly successful. And oh, by the way, it is owned by the company that signs your checks. And yet at every single turn, well, you take true. a shot that's at a, it. It is fascinating little, to me. That's a little complicated caveat that you that you just threw out there. I might want to well, reconsider that one when well, uh, we consider who we work for. nerds have some things to ask. <laughs> the thing is, there's many things that are highly successful that I find overrated. I mean, the Beatles are like the most successful band of the history of the world. I think that they're highly overrated. So there you go. Now everyone else, now everyone in the All whole right. world is coming at me. Uh, at I don't Amber have time for W this Sports. You can this find him on just... social media at Joe Fortenboss. Somebody listening to me agrees with me. Uh, a bad day for me. May the fourth be with you because this happens to me every single year when I dare say that Star Wars is overrated. A worse day though for the Alabama baseball program because they had to fire their coach Brad Bohannon. He was fired. Uh, yes, or today, rather, amid a widespread investigation into suspicious betting activity on the Crimson Tides game against LSU six days ago. This is a wild one, Joe, because this comes from sportsbook surveillance video that indicated that a person placed bets might have been communicating with Coach Bohannon at the time that that individual was placing the bets. The school announced that they had initiated the termination process, that there's an ongoing investigation. There's only so much, of course, they're going to comment on it at this point because of the ongoing investigation. The alleged suspicious activity took place on Friday at the sportsbook, the Great American Ballpark Park, that is according to the Ohio Casino Control Commission. They launched an investigation into it. It ends up in this coach being fired. This is a complicated story as well because there's real ramifications on the field. Alabama was scheduled to start pitcher Luke Holman, an ace. He was scratched just before the LSU game because of back tightness and was replaced by sophomore Hagen Banks, who hadn't started since March 16th. LSU goes on to win the game 8-6. to six. It looks like, allegedly, Coach Brad Bohannon was betting on that game. This is all a bad look. 
Yeah, this is a story in stupidity right here, if the facts hold up to be true, because I want to repeat what you said earlier so that people really have the true context of what's happening here. Bohannon was, operative word, the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide college baseball team. They were scheduled to play the LSU Tigers, who I believe are the number one team in the country in terms of rating. So what happens is someone goes in to a sports book at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, Ohio, to make a wager on LSU. And while this person is attempting to make this wager on LSU in this game against Alabama, again, Bohannon, the head coach of Alabama at the time, there is surveillance footage that indicates the individual placing the bet was literally in that moment in contact with Bohannon. Meaning, and this is just one way to look at it, I'm not sure of this, meaning that perhaps the individual was on speakerphone and the camera zoomed in and saw Coach Bohannon as the name on the other end. That's one example of how they could see something like that. The phone number, the name, whatever it is. Think about how unbelievably stupid something like that is and think about how he was fired just a couple days later they they, this isn't even one of those we're launching an investigation like they did in college basketball which involved a player and someone ended up dying and a gun and all that we don't need to revisit it but think about how Alabama handled that case and now how they're handling this case very, very quick and swift action. And for those who say this is the problem with legalized sports betting, it's going to create a lot more of this. No, 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 no. You've seen it all wrong. This is the good thing about legalized sports betting. With legalized sports betting comes more regulation. You catch things like this in a much easier fashion than you would without legalization and without regulation. Think about how quickly they dealt with this. I mean, he tried to pull something allegedly and was fired two days later, it looks like. Yeah, they were ready for it at every level here. It seems like they were ready for it. The Ohio Casino Control Commission was ready for it. They had the protocols put into place because now that sports betting is legalized most places and it is a thing and it's a thing that's very, very important to all these sports. I mean, the NCAA has come out from this and said that we take it very seriously and we also take gaming regulations very seriously. That's all possible because now there is transparency when it comes to betting and because of the legalization. And so this ends up getting caught immediately because they're looking for it. And all these sports books have a vested interest as well in trying to protect themselves. They want everything done above board before they issue these bets right joe so all of these things are now working together they're working with the leagues they're working with the ncaa everyone's on the same page trying to ensure that games aren't fixed and that there is no means for this to occur you're right having now we're going to hear about it when these things happen and unfortunately these things are going to happen on occasion and that people are going to point to those rare instances and say see this is what we are worried about this is the problem although this could have been a problem before that but now because everyone's working together there's so much transparency there's so many checks and balances in place i feel like this is an example of the system working not of it failing that this is the good thing this is it working 100 percent. that is exactly what it is the system is working here we're not talking about a story in which a guy threw a game we're not talking about a story in which a point guard shaved points We're not having a discussion about a sporting event that has already been compromised. We're having a discussion about a sporting event in which someone tried to do something they shouldn't have been doing, and they were caught doing it. The NFL players that keep getting caught, 
the, the sports books are watching you. The NFL's watching you. And the NFL has had ties to Vegas going way back prior to legalization. They are in communication with sports books. In the event that there is suspicious betting activity, they want to be alerted to it. So everyone's keeping an eye out for it. If you think you're going to get away with something like this, good luck. It's most likely not going to work. And ultimately, is it even worth it? Because boom. Bohannon's out on his rear end very quickly after trying to pull this off. Also, we don't know if this is true or not or how it actually went down. But if, in fact, he was calling with his name on the caller ID on the phone while the individual is trying to place bets and he was instructing that individual how to, oh, man, the stupidity. Coming up next here, the Bucks fired Coach Bud earlier today. What's that mean for the future of Giannis in Milwaukee? Joe and Amber, the podcast. 